Hello, friends. Brian Gailey, Klamath Falls News. Welcome to Ask Klamath. This is uh, Season 3, Episode Number 3, and we're joined today by Linda Tepper. Linda is the business manager for the Crater Lake Klamath Regional Airport. That's quite a long name. It is a long name, right? Uh, we're actually going to be talking about um, the airport itself, the difficulties uh, you're, you're getting with this passenger service that you're trying to get reestablished. Mm -hmm. And the iHeart K Falls uh, movement that's going on. We're going to be talking yes. about that a little bit too. Uh, plus, we're going to take your live questions during the show. But first, Brandon, roll that intro. Hello, friends. Brian Gailey, Clown Falls News. Welcome to Ask Klamath, presented by Pacific Crest Federal Credit Union. Joining us today is Linda Tepper, uh, business manager of the Crater Lake Klamath Regional Airport. I know I'm going to screw that up. I always <laughs> screw something up. That's going to be it today. Um, welcome. Thank you for being here. Thanks for having me. Looking forward to it. Awesome. And so I'm going to read a little bit of bio here so that we know, know a little bit about your background. Sure. Uh, and then we'll kind of go from there. So Linda, employed by the City of Klamath Falls for the, the Crater Lake Klamath Regional Airport, and it, which is an accredited airport. Uh, it, you are an accredited airport executive. Let me yes. get that right. Of the American Association of Airport Executives. Uh, she's held the position as business manager for 23 years. Mm -hmm. All local 23 years? All local 23 years, Oh, wow. Yes. We're going to talk about that a little bit more. Uh, as airport business manager, um, Linda is responsible for the day-to-day -day operations of the airport, such as finance, uh, grant management, regulatory compliance, marketing, and public relations. Mm -hmm. Is there any others that in there that... At duties oh, as assigned? At duties as assigned, yes. There's a lot of those. <laughs> I think every business has those. I and, think that's and, the smart way to have an employee base. They're right? capable of doing most anything that walks through the door. Well, besides all that, you are the executive secretary of the Northwest chapter of the AAAE, which is what mm -hmm. we said was the American Association of Airport Executives. Yes. Um, and you're the secretary treasurer for the Klamath Cruise, or the Cruise of Klamath, Cruise I should say. Klamath, yes. I always get that one backwards, too. I know. Well, we answer to both. We know that there's a long history in Klamath for the Klamath Cruise as well as the Cruise of Klamath. Right. That's how I know it. I'm, I'm a local. Yeah. Been here forever. And that's that's how I've known it. But well, we've got to retrain ourselves, right? Um, and, and on top of all that, you kind of took on an initiative of iHeart K Falls, iHeart yeah. Klamath Falls. The new, a new little endeavor that's proving to be quite fun. All right. We're going to be talking a lot about that. Now, there's got to be some gaps and stuff in there that we don't have on that sheet. Can you tell us a little bit more about you that we didn't just discuss? Sure. So I grew up in the Willamette Valley uh, on the wet side of the state uh, and uh, didn't know such a thing as beautiful blue sky year-round ever existed. Uh, so I graduated from Oregon State University, uh, went up to Portland State and did my master's in business administration and then moved down to Klamath Falls. Um, funny enough, my background is in agriculture. And so... Uh, how did you get in the business, airport business I know, from right? ag? Uh, I, I think it happened by luck, uh, fortunate luck. And so when I first moved to Klamath Falls, I was looking for something in agribusiness. That was my background. Um, didn't find anything, but the airport had a position that came open. And so I applied. I have a long history in aviation. My father was a commercial airlines pilot for United Airlines for 35 plus years. Oh, wow. We grew up with little small planes in the backyard, you know, flying and stuff. So actually an industry that I know very well. And so it was sort of like a very good second fit for me. Um, and I've been there ever since, nice. enjoying every moment. Very good. Well, we're going to be taking your questions live here during the show. Um, but before we get to there, I do want to remind everybody this Ask Klamath is presented by a Pacific Crest Federal Credit Union. We thank you very much for being a part of this show. Um, and we got some, you know, that kind of that housekeeping there out of the way. I'm ready to ask you some questions. Are you ready? Go for it. All right. Well, we're going to actually talk about you a little bit first, getting to know who you are. Uh, and going back to that 23 years, your bio, like, just read it on your bio, 23 years as business manager for our airport. Airport. Right. Um, you, you just said how you got started, but how, um, that's not common, is it, to be in one place that long? It, it isn't. Uh, and so I, I do 
think it's uh, a luck, you know, of, that I found the airport job and that I found Klamath Falls as a second home. I truly love the community. Um, it's been a really good fit for me. I'm married to a hometown boy that's lived in Klamath Falls pretty much his entire life. Uh, so I very much took to Klamath Falls and loved every aspect of both the community and the airport. But you're right in terms of a lot of people that get started in airport management do often work their way through different airports, different cities. Uh, they go from small airports to then larger airports, or they might go from an entry level position up to you know a higher level of airport management like the airport director or mm -hmm. something. So more than usual you'll see people move around within the industry our current airport director John Barcelou is a good example of that he started in Anchorage and then he went to Flint Michigan and worked at a couple airports there and then have come to Klamath Falls so um, taking on for his first opportunity the ability to actually manage his own airport so mm -hmm. he's a good example of how people move through the industry and the different airports to you know get where they want to in terms of their career objective nice so what would you say has been your favorite part of the job so I would have never you know thought about uh, the airport in terms of um, the best aspect that I was going to enjoy the most when I first got into it. I thought it was going to be probably just the managing of day-to-day -day business operations. But I think what I've liked most about the airport here in Klamath Falls is that because we're small, there's always something new going on. Uh, and there's always a lot of opportunity for you to try something new. So uh, at our airport, I get to take on a lot of different tasks um, and little different opportunities to explore new skills and take on new endeavors that if I was at a larger airport in a bigger community, I'd probably be more pigeonholed into some specific task, whether it's accounts payable or public relations or marketing. So I've very much enjoyed over the years really getting to dabble in a little bit of anything and everything. Um, and plus just, again, the small airport status and how ingrained it is or involved it in is the local community has been plus because you do get to know a lot of the community better than you would at a bigger airport. That's, that's easy to be said for a lot of different places mm -hmm. too, yeah. not just the airport. So guys, do you have questions for Linda? Go ahead and get those in the comments below. We're actually going to take a break here in just a moment. Um, in I just stumbled over on my own notes. Uh, so now is a great time, like I said, to ask those questions in the comments below. We'll be right back in just two minutes with more with Linda. And when we come back, we're actually going to talk about commercial air service, what a lot of people want to know. We'll mm -hmm. be right back. Threads. There are many threads that run through our region. There are churches and schools and little league teams that bring us together and bind us into communities. There are roads and cars. There are houses and jobs and businesses, all woven together to make the fabric of our communities. There are financial threads that are part of that tapestry as well. For over 80 years, it's been our pleasure to be headquartered here providing financial services to generations of our friends and neighbors. From that first savings account, the retirement planning, and all of the cars and houses and groceries in between, we keep your money local, investing it back into our communities, adding more threads to the fabric to make our community stronger. Pacific Crest Federal Credit Union, find your path. have your car taken to the shop of your choice. So my friend had her car taken to Excel Auto Body because she heard about their reputation for excellent work. They even gave her a written warranty that's good for as long as she owns that car. So Excel Auto Body is a very smart choice. Hi, I'm Rorick, owner of Excel Auto Body. No matter if the damage is minor or major, you'll want to choose us now. So if you are ever in an accident, you'll be ready. And remember, it's your choice what body shop you go to. Choose Excel Auto Body. It's your car, our reputation. Slow down. Slow down and move over. And move over. When you see lights, vests, all reflectors, please give us some room. Slow down and move over. When you need us, we've got your back. You have ours. You got our back? You got ours? You got our back? Please, slow down. And move over.
Hello, friends. Brian Gailey, Klamath Falls News. Welcome back to Ask Klamath, presented by Pacific Crest Federal Credit Union. Uh, this segment is actually brought to you by the Klamath County Fairgrounds. Um, happening this weekend, they've got the Henley Home Run Crab Feed. You ever been over to that? I have not. It is. It is something to behold. I tell you what. Um, so that is actually happening this Saturday. You're going to want to check that out. Tickets, uh, call Henley for the tickets on that. I'm not exactly sure who has those, but I do know if you call high school, they'll get you connected. Uh, they're also going to be setting up for the annual bull and horse sale that's happening next weekend. Um, that's a pretty big event as well. So if, if, if you've been around a while, you know how big that one is. It's one of the biggest of the spring, so you're going to want to check that out. Uh, so special thanks to them. And if you want to know more about what the, the fairgrounds can do for you or what they've got going on, visit kcfairgrounds.org. Lydia, you ready for some more questions? I am. All right. Well, let's talk about what's on everybody's mind, and that's commercial air service. Always a top topic. That's a top topic, as is, is, is it is. Where, where are we in that process of, of obtaining somebody new to come in? A bit of a holding pattern. Uh, so we have an airline that has expressed potential interest. Um, and so we are provided them with all the information that they need to know. And we are ready and waiting for them to say, yes, we're going to provide service so that we can kick it into high gear and do everything that we need to do on our end to get service back up and started, which is, you know, getting TSA screeners and getting our facilities up and going. So. We're hopeful that uh, we might hear from them sometime within the next three, four months. They typically, you know, any airline that is gonna typically start in a market like Klamath Falls, where we see the majority of our passengers in the summer during tourism season, mm -hmm. they would wanna capture that market and those that passenger traffic. So we're hopeful that if they do decide to start service in 2019, it's gonna be relatively soon, but uh, it's always a challenging industry these days to attract new service. and. So it's very possible that we could see it delayed until fall or, you know, even worse, you know, they would say, no, you know, it didn't work for us in 2019. Let's revisit this in 2020. So. Right. So you mentioned that there's there's a carrier interested. Are you yes. able to talk about that? So the most likely one that has shown any interest, and we've talked about this before in the public, is the SkyWest Airlines that operates under the United Express banner. Mm -hmm. And they've been in our community before, uh, about 10 years ago, they were the ones providing service. So they're familiar with our market. They're the ones that so far has expressed the most interest. Um, but, you know, again, nothing definite until they decide to actually pull the trigger and make it a go. So they're just the most likely one that's out there to be able to potentially set our sights on. And it would be service probably to San Francisco because that's their hub. Mm -hmm. um, the United hub is majorly in San Francisco. And so that's probably what they would like to feed into. So we hope that that uh, is something that's still on their horizon is service between Klamath Falls and San Francisco, but it's just a wait and see game at this point in time. So what is, a, what is an airline looking for in a community like us to be able to pull the trigger and say, yeah, we'll come? They wanna know that when they put an aircraft in this spot between say Klamath Falls and San Francisco, the bottom line is, can we put enough passengers on it on a daily basis to make that worth their asset investment. So, okay. you know, their plane uh, is their biggest investment that they have as a company, as their fleet of aircraft. And they need to utilize them fairly strenuously to make sure that their system stays profitable. Mm -hmm. So um, we oftentimes hear a lot of um, questions from people like, well, you know, why don't they just pop in and, you know, make one flight a day and stuff. and that's possible. Um, but the other part of that equation is where are they going to use the other 10 hours of that plane's day so that they can get the maximum utilization. So if they pop into Klamath Falls once, where else are they popping in or where else are they going to make that aircraft stop? Yeah, to that make that it plane system? is not being picked up just for that route. Right, exactly. That's having so, to fly multiple routes. And, you know, we see this a lot, you know, in the airline industry is not uncommon to say like the Costco dilemma, right? Why won't Costco set up a store here in Klamath Falls? And it's the same thing. They are going to get more business and offset the expense of operating a store in Klamath Falls, or can they get the majority of that business in Klamath Falls from people that will drive over to Medford? 
airline is no difference, you know. So if United Express starts to service up in Klamath Falls, are they gaining more passengers than they're gaining already just using their service in Medford? So it would, of course, be much more convenient for us as mm -hmm. residents of Klamath Falls if they just provided service here locally. But, you know, there's a strong case to be made that we have a lot of people that drive over to Medford for their commercial service needs. And so they have to be able to offer something that's going to keep these people here in the community using their service. That's an interesting thought. You know, you got you got to weigh the, the pros and the cons on something like that. And in this case, would they be losing passengers out of their aircraft out of Medford for here? And, mm -hmm. and does that gain them anything? Would that availability of more seats over there possibly have more locals from the valley fill those seats if they weren't being filled by Beeson residents? So there's always that possibility. I think where we've seen some benefits to the airlines that have operated in stations both in Medford and Klamath Falls is where Medford sometimes encounters days upon days of fog mm -hmm. that affects their ability to get flights in and out. Then the airline that has a location in both cities has been the winner in that situation gotcha. because they have an easy way to tell their Medford passengers, I can accommodate you in Klamath Falls. And so that's how they can then get those people to essentially save their trip by coming over to Klamath Falls. So it is true Which that- Which also then help the rental car market as they need a car to get back right. home, right? Exactly, yes. <laughs> so win-win for everybody at that point in time. Very cool. So if a carrier were to say, you know, call up tomorrow and say, hey, we're in, and how soon would it be till that first flight leaves? Typically, we wouldn't expect it for at least 90 days. Um, and that's primarily because the airline, before they operate that first flight, they want to have plenty of time to sell tickets for that flight so that it's as full as possible. And 90 days is about the time period where people are purchasing their tickets in advance. So uh, they want to be able to give themselves plenty of time to get the word out there to people that they're now starting service. Um, and get them to start booking their trips for future travel. Mm -hmm. um, while there are some people that are flying, you know, on a moment's notice or a day's notice, the majority of people are booking, you know, at least two months for 90 days out uh, in terms of their advanced travel. Okay. So um, what has been the biggest difficulty getting somebody to um, come to Klamath Falls and stay in Klamath Falls. I know uh, it was kind of hard to get Pin Air here, mm -hmm. that were last carrier. Yeah. There was issues with TSA around that as well. Um, then the Pin Air had some issues and they pulled out for various reasons. Um, what, what is there anything locally that is a kind of a flag to these companies that uh, there's issues? Is no, I, if anything, unfortunately, it's just the industry wide trends that make air service uh, for small communities a challenge. And Klamath Falls is by no means the only one across the United States that has encountered this same problem. A lot of smaller communities are struggling to retain service or even keep it all together. And it's primarily because the airlines have moved towards larger aircraft because they're much more efficient to fly for the same number <coughs> of crew that you need to fly a 30 seat passenger aircraft, you can fly 50 people in the same, you know, in an aircraft. And so you're able to spread your operating costs out over a greater number of seats that lowers the price. It usually gets more business and it just kind of snowballs from there. So as the airlines have moved towards larger aircraft, it's become really much more challenging for smaller communities with smaller populations to fill those flights on a regularly full enough basis to make it profitable for the airline. And so the airline, as we talked about, with their aircraft as their biggest investment, start looking at, all right, where can I utilize my aircraft so that I get the most money out of it? And typically it's been taking them back to the smaller or out of the smaller markets and into the larger markets. And so we've seen that just as, you know, manufacturers, they're no longer making or very few of them are making those 30 seat planes that uh, Panair used to fly mm -hmm. and United Express used to fly in the market before they left, that they're just not being produced anymore. The smallest regional size aircraft that you'll find anymore is 50 seats. Um, and airlines will want to see that filled probably on a 70% basis. Um, and so if you start thinking about 
how many people that we need to put on a flight right. daily. It's a significant amount of um, people for so our size 40 community. 40 to 45 people need to be on every plane every day. Right. And so it's sort of like, all right, that's, that's challenging. If you look historically um, at what our numbers have been in terms of annual and planements and passengers mm -hmm. and the fact that, you know, perhaps we don't have as some of the same driving factors business-wise for um, passenger service. So for instance, Jeldwin no longer has got as many employees and certainly not their marketing staff, uh, as many marketing people based in Klamath Falls right. that used to be flying out on a regular basis. Okay. So um, the airport itself, right? There's a, it, it's a big piece of property yes, that is. the city there owns and it's leased, uh, parts of it are leased to the Air National Guard, mm -hmm. right? And it, that's kind of thought to be the other way around. We lease it from them, but they actually lease it from the city of Klamath Falls. Um, what else does the airport do besides just commercial air service? There's more to the airport than just the terminal, right? There is, and it's always been uh, interesting the last year as people say, we still have an airport? Uh, like, what is it going on out there if you don't have commercial air service? And certainly commercial air service is a primary, most people would know the airport or go to the airport would be to take a flight. But in addition, of course, we have the military, which is probably what we're most well known for. They're our largest and most active tenant uh, on the airfield. But we also have the Forest Service tanker base. We have cargo. So when you get UPS Next Day Air or FedEx, those are coming in, those packages are coming in on aircraft that land at our airport. So we have flight instruction, both in fixed wing aircraft and helicopters. We also have air ambulance, so that's been a nice amenity for our community to have in the last five years or so, is some ability to quickly get people out of Klamath Falls to maybe more specialized care. We also have car rentals still. Uh, people are always a little surprised about that when figuring, you know, who's renting cars. Well, people whose cars go into the shop for insurance work or they want to take a trip, but they don't want to use their personal car for that road trip will rent cars. And then, of course, we still have a restaurant upstairs in the terminal building. So that's always a nice plus uh, that that has been able to survive and continue to be strong because there's certainly a lot of employees out at the airport that like that ability to be able to catch a bite to eat at the Upper Deck restaurant. So still a lot of They activity. have a pretty loyal following over there, too, at the they, Upper Deck, don't they? They do have a very loyal following <laughs> at the Upper Deck. So, all right. Well, guys, we're going to actually take a commercial break here in just a moment. We're going to be back in just two minutes. But now is a great time to get your questions in for Linda about the airport. Uh, we're going to actually talk about iHeart Kalama Falls here in just a moment, as well as the cruise of climate. We're going to actually, she's actually got some information on that. So, guys, we're going to be right back. We'll see you in two minutes. Threads. There are many threads that run through our region. There are churches and schools and little league teams that bring us together and bind us into communities. There are roads and cars. There are houses and jobs and businesses, all woven together to make the fabric of our communities. There are financial threads that are part of that tapestry as well. For over 80 years, it's been our pleasure to be headquartered here, providing financial services to generations of our friends and neighbors. From that first savings account, to retirement planning, and all of the cars and houses and groceries in between, we keep your money local, investing it back into our communities, adding more threads to the fabric to make our community stronger. Pacific Crest Federal Credit Union, find your path. have your car taken to the shop of your choice. So my friend had her car taken to Excel Auto Body because she heard about their reputation for excellent work. They even gave her a written warranty that's good for as long as she owns that car. So Excel Auto Body is a very smart choice. Hi, I'm Rorick, owner of Excel Auto Body. No matter if the damage is minor or major, you'll want to choose us now. So if you are ever in an accident, you'll be ready. And remember, it's your choice what body shop you go to. Choose Excel Auto Body. It's your car, our reputation. Slow down. Slow down and move over. And move over. When you see lights, vests, all reflectors, please give us some room. Slow down and move over. When you need us, we've got your back. You have ours. You got our back? You got ours? You got our back? Please, slow down. And move over. 
Hello, friends. Brian Gailey, Klamath Falls News. Welcome back to Ask Klamath, presented by Pacific Crest Federal Credit Union. Uh, we're joined today, if you're just tuning in, we're joined by Linda Tepper, the business manager of the Crater Lake Klamath Regional Airport. Did I get it right? Got it right. All right. Uh, I've been stressing on that all day. It's always been the Klamath Falls Airport. Yeah. Um, looking here, we got some good questions coming in. Brandon, you got some interesting stuff there that you're asking. Uh, we're going to be getting to your questions here in just a little bit. Uh, so if you got questions for Linda, go ahead and get those in the comments. She's going to be asking, answering some of those live on the air. Um, we actually have a couple more questions uh, we asked ahead of time. We got some of those. And we're going to talk about iHeart K Falls, iHeart Cloud Falls here in just mm -hmm. a moment. But I want to go back to the airport for just a second. Sure. One more question is TSA. You mentioned TSA in mm -hmm. the last segment. We're, we're Pinair. We had some issues and things like that. Are we in that boat again? I mean, do you expect if... if uh, SkyWest pulls the plug and or, or says yes, and they give you the phone call, we're on our way. Are we anticipating any TSA issues at this point? Knock on wood, hopefully not. Um, the equipment is still in place. So, I mean, it's a matter of turning on the lights and walking through the door and starting up screening relatively easily. Um, so the biggest thing would be personnel. Um, obviously, everyone that we had here locally that was assigned to us that was TSA screeners have taken new positions in Medford or other stations or found new positions um, why they needed to find a job to support or stay in the community. So that would be our biggest challenge would okay. be getting TSA people reassigned. But the TSA does have the ability to sort of pull in essentially floating security screeners, people that are just surplus in the system that go to airports to help startup service or seasonal workloads, you know, where we ex they expect more passengers. And so uh, they put in additional screeners. So hopefully they would have that ability to sort of get things streamlined. We have found them in the past to be as accommodating as they possibly can for a federal agency that has a lot of rules and budgetary restrictions on what they can do. Uh, certainly their process of hiring new employees is very stringent mm -hmm. uh, and time consuming as one who is traveling, you know, in a commercial or would want it to be right. uh, with safety. So it's not easy for them to necessarily hire new employees and get them online quickly. But in the past, they have always done everything that was within their power to make things sure that they weren't the ones holding up service. And they weren't when Penair started. So and they were Johnny on the spot um, once they worked out the equipment issue and got that installed and going, we were good to go the first and that, day. And that was the main thing with Panera, right? Is the equipment wasn't in the facility. Right. And the equipment is there now. Yes. Okay, so that's, that's a big a change. Big change. All right. So, so good to know. Um, so I Heart Klamath Falls, I Heart mm -hmm. K Falls. Uh, you've been working on this initiative, uh, Positively Klamath, I think is what it was known as before. When we first started, um, yes. And it's about showing the positives of Klamath Falls, right? Can you mm -hmm. talk a little bit about that project? Sure. So it's a, a very fun project, and uh, it was started by just a group of us in the community that regularly interact with each other, Casita, the Chamber of Commerce, Discover Klamath, and, and a number of other people I would run into. and. I would say to them, you know, it would be really great if we were to focus more on the positive things that this community is doing from the individuals to the businesses to the organizations. There's just so many things that are worth celebrating right. here in the community. And, uh, you know, everybody was like, oh, yeah, we would need to do this. We so need to do this. And so from that uh, was launched what we initially started use, calling Positively Klamath. Um, but then morphed into I Heart K Falls. Uh, and that was thanks to the Klamath Falls Downtown Association who had originally developed that tagline and the graphic that we're now using. They were deciding that they were gonna move towards something that spoke more of their downtown mission. Um, and so why they loved I Heart K Falls, it didn't speak downtown per okay. se. And so they offered to the group, uh, which they were part of, we brought them in as part of our group of people that were interested in doing this initiative. And they said, you know what? If you guys wanna take this on and use our graphic and use our tagline, we'd love to see it take on a second life. And so we were super happy to do that because I think it really speaks very um, specifically to what it is that we want people to do, which is love the community that they're in. Well, good. I'm glad you actually uh, answered it in that way because one of my next questions here that we were gonna talk about is that logo itself mm -hmm. and how that was tied to the Downtown Association and whether the iHeart Klamath Falls 
uh, iHeart KFALS um, program that you're you're operating was re- and then related to them. Now you're you're kind of working with everybody. With everybody, yes. But at the same time, it's kind of your own thing too, right? I'm sort of like uh, the biggest cheerleader at the moment. Uh, I, I'm an obsessive compulsive organizer, uh, so I just can't resist these types of things where uh, it's mm-hmm. a matter of somebody just gathering up all these great minds and individuals that are. Uh, already, you know, doing things in the community and about pulling them together so that we can use each individual's specific skill. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and that's what I love so much about Climb of Falls is that there's all these wonderful people that are truly vested in the community and they have such great skills and they are always more than willing to lend themselves to something new. Nice. Uh, their plates are usually already extremely full, but when they see something, they're like, you know, that's just a great idea. We have to be involved in this. And so everybody comes on board. And so uh, I, we have people in our group that are taking on our Facebook website aspect. We have other people in our group that are doing outreach for us. There are others that are identifying the individuals or the organizations or the businesses that we want to profile for what they're doing in the communities. So it's been a super fun process to kind of pull everybody collectively together and work on getting this launched. So you're working on the website now. I know Facebook's where I've come across it. Mm-hmm. Uh, Facebook's kind of the main thing. And one of the things you guys are working on, and, and actually you were in, in, in the same space yes. not too long ago, we actually did a picture. And you've actually sharing some pictures of other business owners, leaders, and, and, and people like that. And they're able to give a quote, mm-hmm. I heart K falls because, and I think Brandon might run some of these pictures here that have been going yeah. through on Facebook. Um, uh, and right there, Betty Riley is, is I heart K falls. And, and you have these signs and, and, and people are able to give you a quote mm-hmm. and a statement as well as share this, yes. right? And more positive stuff. And, and it's really nice to see the difference, um, the different pieces that everybody likes. We we're, we all love Klamath Falls, mm-hmm. right? And it's neat to see the different reasons why. That was probably the a, a very fun week. I have to appreciate my boss for letting me sort of be out of the office more than I was in the office for a couple of days as I ran around the community taking people's pictures and getting their quotes. But it was super fun. And to see the people get excited and to convey their reasons about why they love Klamath Falls and to see the variety of the reasons why people love Klamath Falls. And we did something similar at the Chamber Gala this last Saturday. Mm-hmm. We actually had whiteboards there um, and people were able to take their picture with their I Heart K Falls signs. Nice. But also write on the whiteboard, I Heart K Falls because. And so Again, that was pretty fun. It was very interactive. Um, We're hoping to do more of that at different events throughout the year at different places in Klamath Falls because I think it just it does kind of spark people to pause for a minute and say, you know what? I do love living here in Klamath Falls. And sometimes we get, you know, buried in our day to day routine and maybe get bogged down by some of the stuff that gets thrown at us on a daily basis. But, you know, we pause for a minute and think about things that really make us enjoy living in Klamath Falls. And I think it's nice to remind people of that every once in a while and have them remind themselves of why they love living in Klamath Falls. Right. Uh, So take a moment, head over to uh, open up a new tab in your browser and head over and search Facebook, uh, I Heart K Falls. Mm -hmm. Um, Brandon might also have another graphic for that as well. The uh, I think it's awesome. I think I think what you're doing is is wonderful, and I and I can't wait to see more mm-hmm. of that positivity and, and what's what's going on with that. So, uh, where can people learn more about that initiative and that program? So our website is iheartkfalls.com, and of course we've got our Facebook page, um, which is under iheartkfalls as well. And so our contact information is on both locations. Um, we're just getting things up and running, and so we hope to have more information that's out there and stuff. But we are encouraging people to take a look at our purpose statement that we have on both our website and our Facebook that'll tell you kind of what we're trying to do. Um, and we're also encouraging people to let us know who they find as somebody that's doing something positive in the climb of fault. So we're about celebrating the big things as well as the small things. And And so, you know, it might be the business that um, has worldwide reach that is based in Klamath Falls. It might be the individual that you see every week picking up trash along a certain section of the roadway because that's just something. Batman, if you ever go downtown, you know Batman. right. So (laughs) there's all these people that do the small things that I think are as important as celebrating the big things that we tend to 
recognize or maybe notice more readily, but the small acts that we find throughout the community, the individuals that volunteer the hours with programs like SMART, you know, those individuals I think are as worthy of being celebrated as anything else that we have in our community. And I think that's absolutely awesome. Anything we can do to help you out with that, let us know. We're happy to help. Um, how can somebody participate? If, if somebody wanted those photos that we just saw a few minutes ago, if somebody wanted to participate and hold a sign and give a quote, how do they do that? We would love that. Um, I think that's been the funnest part of this project is uh, taking those pictures with their signs. And so our email address is iheartkfalls at gmail.com. That's probably the best way to reach us um, and just say, hey, I'd love to provide a quote and a picture and somebody will contact you and get that done. Um, we hope to post those types of pictures throughout the year. Um, like I mentioned, we actually will probably be participating in events like um, Third Thursdays, the fair and other places um, so that people have an opportunity to see us and interact, um, get some pictures taken. We hope to have some merchandise, um, t-shirts and hats mm -hmm. that we will sell at these places and we'll use those funds to donate back to things or groups that we feel are doing things positively. So nice. we'd love to do things like, you know, Boy Scout group goes and picks up trash along the Wing Watchers Trail. Love to buy them pizza. You know, right. that type of things. Or we would love to be able to sponsor balloons for a group, a grade school group to take to one of the senior centers on Valentine's Day just as a give back. That ability for people to find small acts or small ways to give back or bring brightness or joy to some aspect of the community. I think are always that it's fun to show that you're involved and invested in the community and you care about the citizens that are here. Wonderful. I heart K Falls on Facebook. Give them a like. You're gonna want. You're gonna really enjoy following this one along. Um, guys, we're gonna take our uh, last commercial break here in just a moment. We'll be back in two minutes. Now is a great time to ask your questions to Linda. Anything related to I heart K Falls, the airport, or even the cruise of Klamath that we're gonna talk yes. about here when we come back. We'll be right back with Linda. Threads. There are many threads that run through our region. There are churches and schools and little league teams that bring us together and bind us into communities. There are roads and cars. There are houses and jobs and businesses, all woven together to make the fabric of our communities. There are financial threads that are part of that tapestry as well. For over 80 years, it's been our pleasure to be headquartered here providing financial services to generations of our friends and neighbors. From that first savings account, to retirement planning, and all of the cars and houses and groceries in between, we keep your money local, investing it back into our communities, adding more threads to the fabric to make our community stronger. Pacific Crest Federal Credit Union, find your path. have your car taken to the shop of your choice. So my friend had her car taken to Excel Auto Body because she heard about their reputation for excellent work. They even gave her a written warranty that's good for as long as she owns that car. So Excel Auto Body is a very smart choice. Hi, I'm Rorick, owner of Excel Auto Body. No matter if the damage is minor or major, you'll want to choose us now. So if you are ever in an accident, you'll be ready. And remember, it's your choice what body shop you go to. Choose Excel Auto Body. It's your car, our reputation. Slow down. Slow down and move over. And move over. When you see lights, vests, or reflectors, please give us some room. Slow down and move over. When you need us, we've got your back. You have ours. You got our back? You got ours? You got our back? Please, slow down. And move over. Hello friends, Brian Gailey, Klamath Falls News here. Welcome back to Ask Klamath, presented by Pacific Crest Federal Credit Union. If you're just tuning in, we're joined over here by Linda Tepper, the business manager for the Crater Lake Klamath Regional Airport. Uh, we've been talking about the airport. We've also been talking about iHeart K Falls. Um, but you're involved in some other stuff. What, what else do you have going on? So I've got the Cruise of Klamath. Um, so that is a project my husband and I are both involved in. We've been on the board of directors since the new group took it over from the 
Klamath Cruise. <laughs> so we answer to both Klamath Cruise, Cruise of Klamath. Doesn't matter to us. Um, the group of individuals that run that event now are a super group of dedicated people that are very much interested in celebrating the classic car. And so for a full weekend uh, at the end of every June, uh, that's what we get to do is enjoy the Cruise of Klamath and bring what we hope is a really good event to the community that has a lot of economic benefits. So that's kind of one of our primary objectives when we schedule the show and plan the events is we are very focused on bringing out-of-town participants to Klamath Falls. And that's awesome. Yep. And so we feel that that's the way that we can get um, our hotels full, our restaurants full, gas stations are happy. Um, we get to showcase the community because, uh, of course, being from Klamath Falls, we all think it's a pretty darn good place to live. Um, and so we're always eager to use the event as an opportunity to showcase to people some of the great things. And so like this year, uh, one of the new things that we're doing, we're actually expanding our schedule, typically a Thursday night through Sunday lunch type of uh, schedule for us. But we're actually scheduling a show and shine on Wednesday down at Merrill Civic Center oh, cool. um, because we wanted to get people out side of Klamath Falls. And so we figured a good way to do that was to get an event down at Merrill. And we want to showcase our agricultural roots. And so we have a barbecue that the Future Farmers of America students are going to put on for us. It's a benefit for them. Nice. So it's a way for us to, again, give back to the community. Um, we're I'm going to invite agricultural vendors. Um, so we have a lot of great people that are agriculturally based um, in terms of their products, mm -hmm. be it any of our meat producers like Dick Howard's or any of our, like the 12 Ranch Wines, Skyline Brewery, Mianpia's, um, a lot of great agricultural-based products um, called Climate Falls are home. And so we are going to invite them to come out nice. and showcase And that'll be on the Thursday before cruise? That'll be a Wednesday. Wednesday before cruise. Yeah, Wednesday before cruise. And on Thursday before cruise, we're actually going to take people out on an excursion up to Train Mountain. Nice. Uh, and see That's the museum. I know. Well, and I think people will be amazed sometimes that we've got such an attraction here in Klamath Falls. Uh, so we're going to include Train Mountain on our schedule and then up to the National Park, Crater Lake National Park, because, you know, you got to include that in the gym. And we keep people so busy during the weekend that they rarely get a chance to skate out and go see some of these side trips. So we just thought we would incorporate them into our schedule, mm -hmm. uh, specifically designed to try to attract our out-of-town visitors to come to town a little earlier so they can see a little bit more of what we have to offer. So. That's really cool. I, yeah. I, that's that's nice. Yeah. Last year, you guys did the little mini shows. Are you doing that yes. again this year? Yes, because those have been so popular. Um, so the mini shows happen on Friday. Uh, and they're scheduled every two hours starting at 8 a.m. and uh, they go till 4 p.m. So they'll be, as usual, running throughout the day. We usually have a couple of standard spots that we do. Um, we love to end the day at Mia and Pia's mm -hmm. uh, for a cold one and some great pizza. Um, we also enjoy going to Wynema Electric and Woodland Lighting. Uh, Woodland's no longer there, but Wynema has always been a huge supporter mm -hmm. of the cruise and stuff, and they put on a really fabulous mini show. And they always pick a benefit um, that allows them to uh, have people participate and uh, donate back to a charity. And I think last year it was Dogs for Military or something along that line, which was a great initiative for them to support. So uh, are you guys already seeking sponsors? Is how's, how's that work? If somebody wants to be involved, they maybe never have been involved before. Yeah. How does somebody get involved? So we seek all different types of participation. Certainly sponsors are a big one from our general sponsors to our trophy sponsors. And you can go on our website at cruiseofklamath.org. And we have a sponsor page with this person that you can contact for more information or you can download some information about what benefits we offer our sponsors. But we also look for groups that are looking to volunteer. So one of the things that, again, is a guiding principle for our group is that we try to utilize volunteers to help us throughout the event from picking up trash to counting ballots to helping park cars and then we're able to then pay those volunteers uh, for their time so another way for youth groups especially to get involved mm -hmm. and help uh, you know raise some funds for a cause that they're doing maybe a group outing uh, and a way to take some of the workload off of us which is super nice because there's only 13 of us and there's only 
so many ways we can spread our time. It, do what you do best and outsource yes. the rest, right? Right, it, exactly. And if, and if you've got some kids that are willing to help with, with different things, yes. That's the way to do it. It's definitely the way to do it. Mm-hmm. Uh, sock hop still happening, things like that as well? Uh, so Friday night's kind of our big night for kicking off a lot of events. And we do have our sock hop, which will feature our local Black Cadillac Kings. They did that for us last year. We're very, very favorably received. Um, so we're going to bring them back. It's at the nice. Ross Ragland, and we have a barbecue ahead of it. And so the public is invited to attend. A lot of our events are open to the public. Um, most of them are free of charge, like the show and shine out at Moore Park or the Saturday night cruise downtown. Some of them, like the barbecues or food things, they've got tickets associated with them. But we love the public to come out and join us. So it's not just for the the people that own the cars? Nope. It's for everybody that would like to participate. And certainly, you know, when it comes to things like barbecue from Yummies and uh, Black Cadillac Kings playing in the background, that's a pretty good reason to come out. Nice. Uh, What weekend is that going to be? Do you have the dates off the top of your head? It's going to be June 26th through the 30th. We're always the last full weekend of June. And this year, because the 30th is on a Sunday, we're as late as you can possibly get us in the month of June. Nice. So So the last full weekend of June. You're going to want to check that out. And where can they learn more? Cruiseofklamath.org. Cruiseofklamath.org. And yep. Facebook And you can as well? find us on Facebook as well, too. Very good. All right. Well, I'm going to take a look here and see what kind of questions we have. Are you ready to take some uh, live questions? Let's go for it. All right. So taking a look, Brandon Christopher Rust says, uh, good work, y'all. I used to fly out, of, fly out to D.C. from Medford every summer. Uh, it looks like San Francisco, through San Francisco. Uh, a comment that he has here as well when landing at San Francisco, it's like landing into the water. Yeah, that is kind of trippy. I've done that a couple of times. There are a couple of times where you're looking at it, you're getting lower and you're getting lower and you'd really like to see some like dry land someplace soon. Yeah, they've got a couple of approaches that come right in over the bay. They sure do. Brandon Powell actually has a great question. Uh, what is the average number of daily passengers that use the Klamath Falls Airport in previous years Uh, compared to most recent years? So we typically use an annual basis just because there's a lot of variation when you look at daily averages um, because some days of the week are more frequently traveled than others and certainly some months are more frequently traveled than others. So um, typically we would see about 22,000 enplanements, which is a passenger that boards an aircraft to depart our airport. So 22,000 is when we had regular United Express service to both San Francisco and Portland, probably a good five-year average. So when Penn Air was here, they didn't operate for a full year, but I would say that we're on target for maybe 10 to 12,000 passengers for the year. So I think you'll see the difference between um, somebody like United, United Express providing service with their connectivity. They go far many places um, Mm -hmm. than Penn Air, which did have connectivity to Alaska, but not as strong. So it just wasn't as known as, say, like seeing a United Express. You immediately know who their partners are. Right, or or seeing uh, Alaska and Horizon and stuff like that. Exactly. Okay. Um, Taking a look here. Brandon actually had the last question. Bob Ross says, nice interview. Awesome. Good to see you. Nice to see you, Bob. Um, I'm actually not seeing any further questions on here. It's good news because I was afraid my sisters were going to weigh in. Well, you never know. They (laughs) they could pop in right now. Um, Anything else on your mind that that maybe we didn't talk about with the airport or IHRK Falls or even the the cruise? Um, No. You know, I would invite people to, you know, think about the airport. Um, You know, we get a lot of questions sometimes for people about why we have, uh, you know, the amount of resources that the city, who's the owner and operator of the airport, you know, are those the best utilization of the city's monies to support an an airport. Um, Certainly there's a lot of education that goes on in terms of the military presence that we have on the field. They don't own the airport. Um, They don't pay a lease rate for the land that they occupy on the airport, but they do occupy the majority of the airport. So that does kind of make it difficult for the airport to generate enough of its own revenue Mm -hmm. to be able to make itself self-sufficient and not be uh, an entity that needs taxpayer funding to make itself whole. Um, So the Air National Guard does pay us some what we call service fees um, for services that we provide them um, that they acknowledge are useful and essential to their mission and operating. 
But what we like to remind people is, you know, the taxpayer subsidy that goes out to the airport. If you think about how important the Air National Guard is to this community, um, those full-time employees that are out there, about 700 or so, um, the spouses that work in the community, their kids that go to school, the economic importance of them mm -hmm. at the airport probably far outweighs the amount of money that the city has to provide to the airport in terms of taxpayer money to make us self-sufficient or solvent um, and not operate in the red. So we like to take the big picture when people ask us why is you know taxpayer money going to the airport? Maybe there's something better that we could be doing with that money. I think we encourage people to look at the whole picture and look at the fact that having the military there is a very good benefit to the community and a reason why the city can justify the taxpayer money that goes to the department to make it essentially funded. And for those people who are tuning in a little bit late, there's uh, you had talked about it earlier about the what the airport does besides just having mm -hmm. a terminal, right? Can you go over that one more time? There's the Air National Guard is just one of those tenants. Right. There's several, right? There are what we there's a number of commercial tenants. Um, so cargo, FedEx, and UPS. We've got flight instruction. We have restaurants, car rentals. We have the Forest Service tanker base, um, and then of course we have a number of. Uh, general aviation oriented type of businesses. So Sentry Aviation is what we call our fixed based operator. They provide hangar space, the fueling for all the aircraft that come and go through the airport. So um, there's a significant um, business on the field. They actually are um, part of a larger group called EAL. Um, EAL is a worldwide um, business that provides emergency airlift services. Um, they've got bases in Florida and Hawaii and other parts in the world. And they're based here in Klamath Falls at our airport, so that's a big win. Um, and so there's a lot of businesses that are operating on the airport that you might not think about. Mm -hmm. But, you know, if you like getting your FedEx deliveries, if you like the UPS overnight aspect of getting things, then those services come through our airport. Those cargo planes land daily at our airport. So Very well. Um, where can somebody learn more about the airport and all these different processes? So our website is flykfalls.com. Um, you can get there directly. You can also find a link through to our website off the city's website as well. So a couple of different ways to get us. We have a Facebook page where we try to keep things that are interesting. So we try to catch um, some interesting aircraft as they come through. It's always kind of fun to see who's stopping in, uh, utilizing the airport. We get some unique aircraft from time to time there. So uh, those are the two best ways. And of course, you can always call us. Uh, we'd love to talk to anyone that has a question about the airport, what its purpose is what's going on um, and other things that they might want to encounter or pass along to us. Very well. Uh, taking a look here for any more questions. I'm actually not seeing any new questions, so I'm going to thank you, Linda, for being a part of the show here today. Uh, we're going to wrap things up here. Uh, Ask Klamath presented by Pacific Crest Federal Credit Union. Ask Klamath is a production of Klamath Falls News. It's hosted by myself, Brian Gailey. Off camera is our show producer, Brandon Gailey. He's actually taken over from uh, Damien. We lost him at the end of the year. Uh, wish him all the best down in Anaheim where he is at. Uh, if you did not catch this entire live broadcast, don't worry you can rewatch anytime as soon as Facebook's done doing its magic. You can watch here on our channel. You can also go to askklamath.com and check us out on YouTube as well. We have all those previous episodes in both of those locations. If you've been entertained, if you learned something, if you liked it, like, comment, share, let your friends know. Um, next week, we actually have uh, Aaron Anderson, who is one, the manager over at Coastal Farm and Ranch. He's actually be joining us here in the hot seat. Um, the week after that is open, so if you want to come in here and sit in this hot seat and, and talk about what you got going on, send me a message. I'd love, I'd love to chat with you about that. Uh, on behalf of my guest, Linda Tepper, I'm Brian Gailey. We'll see you around the basin. Thank you.